listeners, you're listening to another episode of Beckett's Babies, a playwriting podcast. Every week, we discuss plays we love, interview theater artists, and share our thoughts on playwriting and theater. We're your hosts, Sam Collier. And Sarah Cho. And listeners, I have COVID. I'm I'm getting over it. I'm fine. So my voice sounds a little weird, and I might cough here and there, but that's just what I want you all to know. Um... On today's episode of Beckett's Babies, we want to share thoughts on new play development. I uh, recently participated in Great Plains Theater Conference. So while it's still, you know, fresh on my mind and I'm just coming out of it, I want to share with you all what the experience was like and just have a general conversation about new play development. Cool. Yeah. So... I'll just jump right in and say I love Great Plains. <laughs> it was such a fun week-long playwriting conference where I was just I got to just focus on writing and theater, and it was like nothing else to think about. Like real world was literally out of my mind. Um, mm-hmm. And Great Plains did an incredible job of housing all the playwrights. Like we each got our own hotel room for a week. So nice. Um, Flew me in, fed me. They gave me breakfast, lunch every day, and then some dinners. Wow. The and evening. how was the food? Oh, so good. They partnered. So Great Plains happens at the Metropolitan, I think, Community College in Omaha. Mm. Okay. And they teamed up the culinary arts the, with the – Wow. The, and so, like, it's like – lunch was just like delicious all the time and they had they grow their own food because they're like a garden right outside so it's just like delicious meals every day i was just shocked by all the veggies that i was getting in a day so nice it was really nice um and all the snacks and there was a fridge we're just always packed with ice cream so you could get ice cream full of ice cream that's amazing it was amazing um so they just really know how to like take care of you during the week um and there was also workshops and and uh panels Mm. that's what there were guest artists that came and who also gave us feedback to our plays um after the readings and then we had our own reading yeah so it was I was like, wow, this is, I, man, I was just like, wow, they're really spoiling spoiling us that I was like, I felt like so gracious, so grateful for the opportunity that I was also kind of like, like, I was afraid to ask things for my, mm. I, like, I felt really like, oh, I don't want them to think I'm like trouble. Oh my gosh. You need to practice being more entitled. <laughs> Uh, but I feel like that <laughs> and I think that's sort of like I feel like that I feel like a lot of playwrights especially if they don't get an opportunity like this often they could easily feel like I don't know they don't want to like you don't yeah. want to impose but I think yeah it's because as playwrights we've been trained to expect nothing <laughs> so when somebody's like here's a pen <laughs> it's so exciting no, I got a tote bag. Um, yeah, a really nice tote bag. So, no, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's just something that I I realized or kind of learned by the end of the week of that, you know, 
you as a playwright, you know what your needs are. Like you have this one opportunity for the week for your writing, for your play. And then you're going to have this reading, like, you know what you need and it's okay to be like vocal about it kind of like, yeah. And try to see what could work. I mean, it's like a week long. It's, it's packed. I know the coordinators, everyone is just trying their real best to work with everyone's schedule. And like, um, so I totally understand from like logistics standpoint, if you're not going to be able to get what you need, all of it, but it's like, I think it's okay to ask to just kind of see what's possible. But yeah, so I wonder if you can tell us about the play that you brought and what your rehearsal process was like, how yeah. the workshop was structured. So I brought in Stains, which what which I had written last year with Moving Arts Theater. Love that and, play. Oh, Sam. <laughs> okay. Um, and they gave me this is all based on because of the, the schedule of the actors and and um, what would uh, they were able to work around with? But I had five hours of re- rehearsal. Mm-hmm. Um, split into two was one three hours and one two hour rehearsal. Okay, so just um, two sessions. Two sessions, and uh, worked with Hansel Hansel Jung, who was one of the guest artists, but who also was. Um, came on as a director as well and I also had a dramaturg which was really nice cool but the dramaturgs were working like three four plays on that whole week with other playwrights so my dramaturg was working on three other plays while wow. I was working on mine and um, can I just ask how many plays were workshopped during the festival um, there were 14 oh okay that's a lot yeah apparently in the beginning of Great Plains, there will be like 70 plays or something. Whoa. The, the early on. And then you would have to kind of like pick and choose what you want to see and not be able okay. to see any of them. That's <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of like um, Last Frontier in Valdez is like that. It's mm-hmm. like there would be like three plays in every time slot. So I don't know, oh. like 12 a day. <laughs> what? And you would just, yeah, and you just have to like figure out what you wanted to go to. But then also, doesn't that really, like, I could imagine the audience, but like, one play might have only, like, a few yeah, where others yeah. would like probably have a lot more fuller audience. That did happen. Of, yeah. Just because of synopsis. And the rooms are better. right next to each other. So, like, you could definitely, like, if you're in a quiet, serious play, and oh. you can hear the audience laughing really loudly at the play next door, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it kind of, yeah, it, it was... But it was so fun because yeah. you, there was just never a moment where you didn't have anything to do because you could always go see a play. Mm. So, yeah, which I so, love that. That's what was so fun about it. I was just like, oh my gosh, today I'm going to see three plays. You know, like I'm going to hear yeah. three plays, and it was just so fun of of you know being a new play development. Like these are all new plays; they're all in process, and people are still working on it, and just kind of hearing like you know it was it was cool to see in one place of like the things that are exciting or like that is in conversation the things that people are what's on their mind and want to talk about Mm -hmm. um the themes and um topics of different plays that were being presented 
So it was kind of cool to see what was sort of in the zeitgeist, if that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, it sounds like so much fun. And then there were um, like talks or workshops you could go to. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, there were um, there were some panels during lunchtime. They'll kind of squeeze in like guest artists or design panels. And um, oh, that just reminded me. So what was also cool about Great Plains is that they um, assigned a designer to your cool. play. So at the end of my reading, there was like the design of kind of like kind of presenting like a concept. Like they would see this play, how they would like to um, conceptualize in the design form, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was really cool to see my designer kind of like pitch how she would pre- approach the play and like in a design standpoint. Yeah. Wow. That was really cool to, to experience. But um, yeah, so there were design panels and then workshops. Now I could attend all the workshop because there were multiple workshops happening at the same time. So you had to pick which workshops okay. you wanted to attend. Yeah. But because I was like, you know what? I don't want to. <laughs> I feel like I could find people talking about business side of playwriting all the time. I was like, I just want to like write. Like, yeah. Just, like, get creative and have fun and make it feel like summer camp and just like write. Aww. So I only did creative writing workshops. And did you come out with any material that you think you're going to keep working with? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I got some pages out of the week. Cool. So was, some stuff that I was like, oh, maybe there's something here that I want to explore. Um, yeah, there were workshops. So I took my first workshop was Hansel's, which was like structuring your weird, which was kind of cool. Ooh. I think you would like this one, Sam, because it was like looking at other forms like structures and how you could be inspired by it and to implement your play. Like Hansel was like saying tarot cards, like the structure cool. of tarot and like looking at how that, and that could help inform the structure of your play. Like there was a, that's a form that you could use. Um, oh yeah. I love that. Yeah. It was really fun. And then I took Josh Wilder's. It was like, it was the workshop is something about like act two is like, how do you push your characters further? And like, push them off the end kind of thing and then there were a lot, a lot of talking about suffering in plays and like what that means that was kind of oh, very you full, like that oh yeah i love it you love suffering in plays and the last one i got a workshop with ann washburn what that was really that's cool. amazing yeah what we was that very, about it was just uh she just gave a series of writing exercises and prompts and cool just, kinda just write and also like talk about process what everyone's process is like um yeah it was really fun um so yeah, people so- might be wondering if they haven't gone to a development conference like this mm-hmm. um how your how the rehearsal process and the working with a dramaturg like changes the play over the course of the week mm-hmm. obviously it's different for everyone but yeah um are there any specific examples you could give of how your play changed from the beginning of the week to the end of the week? Yeah. I, you know, I think I had five hours rehearsal and I think I try to do too much with it mm. um, because there's only so much you could do with five hours rehearsal. That's basically just having the rehearsal through once and then we're going to have the reading. You know, yeah. It's like, yeah. Like, like you I can read like, through it, you can work a few things and then you're ready to go. Yeah. And then, but I was like, my 
comedy writer brain was like, you know, this is my first time hearing it out loud in person. So I'm hearing the pacing for the first time. Mm. And like, it made me, I was like, made me want to rewrite some areas and like jokes and add more jokes. And, um, and I would like write to like one in the morning, <laughs> like wow. every night. I had no sleep. And that's why I caught COVID because of my oh. music. <laughs> um, but also, but, like, you had a hotel room to yourself, so it yeah. probably made it so easy to focus in on it really just was, writing. Yeah. 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 I was just, like, it was quiet, and I'm just, like, there was a desk. There was a kitchen in the, the hotel wow. room. So they were just, like, this is, you know, whatever you need, you know, so you have your space. And so, yeah, I was just, like, that's playing great. with my play until, like, one in the morning every night and sending, like, a new draft before the next reading. Um or the next uh, rehearsal, and I only mm-hmm. had two. So, yeah, I mean, I think I got different responses of like people how they would have approached the five hours of rehearsals. Some people oh, had okay. like three, three, um, three rehearsals. I had two, but people, a lot of people, either did what I did, just kind of like worked really fast and tried to get a new draft in. Mm-hmm. Others were just like, I'm just gonna, I don't want to touch anything. I just want yeah, to hear it. I just want to see how it goes with the draft goes. I came in with. That makes exactly. sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I guess it really depends on where you are with your play. But for me, I think uh, I was trying to write a comedy. So I'm like any opportunity to just try to punch it up before the reading was where my mind was at. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And then you had feedback from the other playwrights, right? And the and the guests. How did that process oh, go? Yeah. So this is interesting <laughs> with Great Plane is that so as a playwright, you can decide how you want to get the feedback. Mm. So you have a total of 35 minutes of feedback session and each play was assigned to guest artist. Um and so you could do like a full private session, 35 minutes with a guest artist only. Oh, just you and those two people or like uh-huh. the director and dramaturg and cast. You could have them in the room if you want or not oh. or just oh, you. Oh. And- so you get to really so decide or you could do like an open, you know, Q&A style, everyone, the whole audience. Mm-hmm. Um, but they all fill out like a little questionnaire. So you're going to get the like a, this. Oh, cool. Like, like an envelope of all their feedback anyway. So it's, um, so you kind of, you could choose however you want. And I was like, you know what I would like is, um, no, I guess, and no one did this, I guess, never. Because <laughs> everyone was like stunned. They were like, oh, yeah, if she wants to do it, Sarah wants to do this totally. But it, I did a, it's kind of like semi private, but, guest artists and I only invited the playwrights of the conference yeah I, I love that like workshop like a workshop feeling um is it dare I say is it because you miss the Iowa playwrights workshop oh my gosh Sam way to put me on the spot <laughs> last me on our own Just show get all those playwrights together in the room yeah no I think so, that sounds like the perfect way to do it so I, but obviously I didn't like make a mentor. Like everyone has to come to my. <laughs> I just I you know it went open invite and kind of like RSVP and and then so we could just plan how many chairs and stuff we get ready. Yeah. Um, so I would say like maybe like half of the playwrights came. I know a lot of people probably had rehearsals or like okay yeah it's like all over the town. So 
but yeah, like half of the playwrights and the two guest artists and I had director Hansel and my dramaturg with me. So yeah, that was, it was nice. It was like, I felt like really supportive and then we're like, everyone's like really nice. And, um, and we just, it was like a time of sharing. And so it was really nice. That's great. Yeah. Were there any um, <clears throat> were there any plays that you saw where you really learned something in the feedback session for other mm. plays? Like some like something gave you a new idea, or you were thinking about the play one way, and then you heard the feedback people yeah. were giving, and it it raised a new idea for you. Um, yeah, it, actually, it's so funny you asked that because. Um, uh, like one of the plays I was watching sparked a memory for me. Whoa! Where I was like, "Whoa!" I did not think about this memory in like year, like decades. And then I just thought about like that would be an interesting, like a setup to a play. Uh huh. Um, yeah, I'll share like a short story, I guess. But um, when I was five, and I think we as kids we all learned this the how to dial 911. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and um and I remember I was living with my grandma at the time. We, li- we were living in like an apartment complex and downstairs was a black family that mm-hmm. I became like really close to cuz the, the girl her name was Gabby. We were like we, we were the only two like 5-year-olds in the apartment so we Aww. became really fast friends. And um now, this is like 1994, 95. This is like right after LA riots. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, I feel like LA around this time was like high alert all the time. And I told Gabby, like, I, I, I need to teach you how to do not dial 911. <laughs> and oh my gosh, Sarah. And then I, in her home, I dialed 911. Oh my and then gosh. The, the 911 kept calling back and we're like, you know, hanging up. And then. <laughs> And then, you know, the father picks up, like, well, who is this? Like, no, there's no mercy. Bye. You know, but, you know, like, and then it's like, because they kept calling, are you sure? You know, um, the police showed up at their house. Oh, my God. Apartment. Was it, it was scary? Like a, oh, it was so scary. It was like, I was yeah. like, I was like, the father was really alarmed. Because, you know, what yeah. is a police fan, police doing in my home? Yeah. <clears throat> Gabby was just like just like she's like sarah why'd you do this she sarah, was so you scared. were a bad influence I was such a bad influence i was such a bad influence but like now looking back Wait, you were trying kid, to help you were trying to be yeah. a teacher this like, important skill but this is like this is like before i had this understanding of like the relationship between police and mm, yeah and like the black community so i was like yeah i didn't know that's why i just remember thinking i was in the room i was like what's the big deal at the time but then I just remember everyone was like scared out of their mind. Wow. Like I just remember kind of like nobody wants to start trouble. Like everyone's just kind of being cautious and yeah, that was awesome. And it's so interesting that this memory <laughs> came back to you in this feedback session. <laughs> yeah, it was really weird. Well, because the play I, I guess I was watching was like it was had to do with like uh, a black family. Mm-hmm. And they're like the fear that they were going through and stuff. And I was just like, I don't know why the feeling, the tension, I was like, yeah. triggered this memory for me. And I was like, whoa, whoa, wow. whoa. I can't believe like 
bury that memory. Yeah, that sounds Gabby's so intense. <laughs> this is why Gabby and I are not friends. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, it was just, but it was like, yeah, it was something like that that I triggered. But um, I did learn in the feedback session is like, like you as a playwright have a lot of power, like how you want the feedback to go. Yeah. You know, like even with the audience in the room, you could, you could don't throw yourself to the wolves kind of thing. Like you could preface, like say like, this is a play in process. This is a draft six. I'm working on it still. This is the areas I want to work on. And here are the, my questions, you know? Like, I know. I think that's so important. It's like maybe the most important skill for a playwright yeah. to learn is how yeah. to, how to get good feedback. Yeah, providing a little context, like, to your play. Mm -hmm. Because I think what ends up happening is, like, playwrights are like, I just want to hear what people are thinking. And I just want to hear their first thoughts and impressions, right? Which is fine. But then, like, 8 out of 10, they walk away so upset. (laughs) They're just like, Mm. most playwrights are not, like, this is not how I thought it would go. Because I think, I think in some ways, correct me if I'm wrong or whatever, but, like, I think in some ways we go in thinking our play's the best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're like, we're, like, we're going to yeah. get praises or something. We're, you know, and then, but it's like, because of the way the structure is, it's like, this is a time. Oh, the audience is like, oh, we want to help. We want to give our thoughts to the playwright. Right. We want to tell you what's wrong with your play so you can, fix it. You. <laughs> you can fix it. So you're like, oh my God, I just have been criticized for 30 minutes. Right. <laughs> And that's Which I mean, I do think some people really want that. Some people are really hungry. Just like give me the hardest criticism you can, yeah. but but I do think most people are looking for praise. Yeah. Which I think you could do both. <laughs> if you you could do both, but but you you're right. It's such an important skill to to ask for the particular kind of information you're looking for. Right. To go into the next draft and, and yeah. draw some boundaries around like, like, for example, maybe, you know, the ending isn't working, but you really want feedback on a particular character. You can say yeah. that you can say, you know, I I don't want feedback about the ending right now. Yeah. Oh, here's an example for my play was so going in, um, there's a monologue that my character, Melissa Joan Hart character has mm-hmm. just kind of like just like ranting about periods you know there's like a big but <laughs> a huge huge problem for me like I don't know I was like I don't know what I'm trying to say here and it's it's a story about you know this Korean American girl my family why is a white girl telling this you know mm-hmm. like it was always such a problematic moment for me that even right now I'm still working I'm not trying I'm still figuring out like how what I want to say here yeah um, during my feedback session and this is why I was like I wanted I love having other playwrights with different perspectives in the room because they because they'll see something that I'm not seeing mm-hmm. um, Shannon who was a guest on the show uh, who was a trans man and he said something in the room that was like oh my gosh thank you so much he was like not all like he said boys could have periods too he just said that I just want to leave it at this but you know he just mm. like little pointed that out and and I was just like oh oh my god like I mean mm, information yeah. that I it's like set with me I'm like okay like what am I saying larger thing 
about periods in general now because it's yeah. like he provided that information from his perspective then I'm like in that feedback session that helped me where I'm like okay maybe there's something here that I'm, I'm trying to say bigger than girls having periods you mm-hmm. know and then, but it was so helpful to have him in the room so it was like there's just something about the information that you can receive during that feedback could be super informative yeah totally Uh, yeah like i don't think i would have heard that from him if i didn't create the space to make for him to share that right 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 and that's the value of a structured feedback session with where people can have that kind of conversation yeah yeah um i'm curious about what was the application process what did you submit um when you know how were there different stages like semi-finalist finalist or how did how did you find out that you got yeah um there was no first of all yeah there was no um announcement of semi-finals it was just i got it (laughs) oh (laughs) nice there was no yeah um and i think they receive what like 800 scripts or wow thousand and then pick 14 but um gosh i'm trying to remember what the process was you know, in the fall, I'm just, like, playing to everything. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but I was trying to remember. I think it was, like, the play itself. And there was, like, a fee, like, $10 fee. Mm-hmm. Um, i trying to remember. I'm going to look at the website. But, um, yeah. Which, just, by the like, way, playwrights, if you are uh, paying submission fees, you can write those on off on your taxes if you're an independent contractor mm. so count up the dollars that you are spending on submission fees and make sure to enter them when you file your taxes i did not know that now you know wow um yeah so i think they open up around summertime okay um, did you, I guess what I'm wondering is, did you submit like a statement? Like, here's what I want to work on. Um, or was it just, that. you don't remember? I don't, I feel like there wasn't, but I'm. That's nice. Yeah. Because I, I always have such a hard time writing those. I think, um, yeah, once they open up, I feel like people should look at their website. But I remember having to submit my play, I think blind. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I don't have the specific details. Um, and but cool. yeah, I don't think I don't think there was anything about like even a statement. Yeah. All right. Well, it sounds like a amazing experience. I hope <laughs> everyone who is listening to this will submit a play for next year. Yeah. Do you have any kind of final closing thoughts on the experience? Yeah, um, I guess my closing thoughts is the thing about this, though, is that it is such a lottery. Like, yeah, I, I maybe this was my third time applying to Great Plains in the last five years or something. Um, and you know, you don't know what play that resonates with them, and they're like, oh, well, this moves forward. You don't know who's reading, you know, and and so it's like, I don't want to say that I feel like playwright 
like new play development conferences should be like the goal of your life, <laughs> you know, because it's such a yeah. lottery. Um, but it's like, it's a nice win when you do. Yeah. Well, and I will say, I mean, it is kind of a lottery, but also you wrote a really good play. Oh my gosh, Sam, you're so nice. Well, it's true. I, know. I okay. mean, it is like, yeah, obviously there are lots and lots of amazing plays mm-hmm. considering that there are like 800 submissions, but like you're not going to get in if you didn't write a good play. Both of those things can be true. Yeah. Yeah. Could be true. I guess what I'm trying to say though is that like, um, even if I didn't get this, you know, it's not going to hinder me of like, oh, right. Don't ever, you know, that's the end. It, it was just like, it, it was just like a, a submitting and just kind of seeing where it lands. Yeah. And then do it again next year. But I'm not going to, it was like, it as a playwright winning something like this, like getting accepted into something like this really like energized me again. I'm yeah. Like, like it's possible, like just keep writing. I could do this for another seven years, I guess. <laughs> you know, just like it filled my cup and I'm like, okay, I'm I could come at it with I feel really energized and um but I could also see like I'm not trying to also let this be the end all or something kind of feeling right right because it's such a process um yeah i don't know that's that wasn't even really thoughts it was just like jumbling of words no i think that's great and i think it's so important for people to understand that this was your third time submitting and that it's just people a lot of times only see the successes of other playwrights but they don't Mm -hmm. see all of the um, moments where you know people submitted and didn't get in because we don't tend to talk about those. Yeah, and I'm sure there were like people were probably listening like, oh, only three times I submitted twenty mm. times. Yeah, possibly. But, yeah, possibly. But yeah, it's just like um, I wasn't submitting every year to Great Plains either. You know, it's just like if I had a play that I felt strongly about, I was like, okay, I'm gonna submit this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I wish there was more opportunities like this mm. for everyone. <laughs> like, I feel like everyone needs something like this. And, you know, and I just feel like, I don't know, there was a news about Sundance Theater Lab is closed. Oh, really? Yeah, they like shuttered. And, oh, I didn't know that. I'm just like thinking like how these opportunities are feeling less, but they're so valuable. Yeah for the process and writing plays. So yeah, keep at it folks. Keep at it. Keep writing, submitting. Welcome to that life. That's right. (laughs) Well, shall we move on to glistens? Yes. Glistens. Um, You can start. Okay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I have recently been eating a lot of Trader Joe's chili lime rolled tortilla chips. The ones oh. that are kind of like, they look like Takis. They're so, they're good. so good. And they're so like, good. I feel I'm... like they're kind of dangerous because I want to keep eating them, but they're not that great for my stomach. So, mm-hmm. Well, they have like a quarter of the sodium. That's Takis. <laughs> so. I guess that's good. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not good for my tummy either, but God, they're so addicting. They're so, so sour. Yeah, I will be really sad when they um, 
discontinue with them. Like, that's why I'm would they ever it. do that? I guess that's what Trader Joe's does. They do that. Um, okay, this isn't gonna sound gross, gross, but but take those tortillas and then do make nachos out of it. Oh, some, some cheese and like some beans. That does sound good. Ooh. Here's it's the thing: like, I don't have a microwave, so if I want to make nachos, I have to turn on the oven. Yeah, just do that. Okay. Well, maybe in the <laughs> fall when it gets cooler. Okay. <laughs> um. All right. Speaking of Trader Joe's, um, <laughs> my glisten from Trader Joe's is a cheeseburger wrap. Really? It's so freaking good. Okay. Can you just explain, like, what is what's wrapped around the cheeseburger? Is it like a tortilla? <laughs> yeah, it's like a tortilla. It's like a wrap, and inside is like cheese. It's like beef, cheese, Thousand Island dressing. I don't know. Some- <laughs> sauce interesting tomatoes and you just you just like roll it up and you put pop it in the um, microwave or oven whatever and heat it up and eat it now this is kind of <laughs> gross but like one time i was just so hungry i just ate it cold <laughs> and how kinda, was it it was delicious i like cold food <laughs> i like cold food actually i like yeah. cold pizza, leftover chinese food like i like cold food yeah but i'm pretty sure it's not good for my system either so <laughs> but interesting um, I love Trader Joe's. I love. Yeah, Trader I mean, this is the first time in so many years that I've lived near a Trader Joe's, and I, I have, I can't go there every week. It's too dangerous. <laughs> Just get too much yeah. junk food. It's. I think it's still, and also we've been going there recently because of like, at my regular grocery stores, like things are so much more expensive. But so for some reason, Trader Joe's yeah. is still pretty. They keep their prices as low as possible. Um, yeah, but that's because it's all like processed food that sh- has a really long shelf yeah. life. <laughs> you don't need to. People don't need to know. Okay. <laughs> no, you're you're right. They do keep their prices really low. And like getting like eggs and milk, still yeah. cheaper there. Yeah, and they always have good nuts. I have to say, good yeah. affordable bags of nuts yeah oh another thing i like their chili mangoes oh yeah those are good sugar (laughs) yeah but that's what i mean like those have probably been in that bag for like three years which is why they haven't been hit yet by inflation (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 all righty well that was our episode on new play development listeners if have you gone to new play development? They got your play developed somewhere. Love to hear your thoughts about it too. Yeah, let us know. It, or if you have questions. Yeah. All right. All right. Thanks next for listening. And it's time. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Beckett's Babies. If you enjoyed what you heard or learned a thing or two about playwriting, be sure to like, subscribe, and share the podcast with your friends. And if you'd like to reach out and share with us your thoughts on playwriting and theater or maybe be a guest on the show, uh, be sure to visit our website at www.beckettsbabies.com. That's www.beckettsbabies.com. And you can contact us there. Thanks for listening.